Making Sense of Education by Holistic Think Tank. At the Holistic Think Tank, have written recently about the education reform in Latvia, which has introduced uh, a novel competences approach into the teaching processes. Today, we are talking to educators and uh, about how this reform works in practice. We have reached out to Ilona Ustinova, Daugavpil City Education Department methodologist, a teacher of English in one of the secondary schools in Daugavpils. Daugavpils is the second city uh, in Latvia by population. Hello, Ilona. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you, too. Ilona, when did you first come across the concept of a competence approach in the teaching process? Do you remember your own reaction? The reaction was very quiet because I think, as I'm an English teacher, we started teaching competencies long ago. Uh, before the reform started, because teaching language, teaching a foreign language, it's teaching competences in general. So uh, it was, uh, I can say that it was not anything new in this approach for me as a teacher of English. Okay, what kind of methods do you use? What does it mean that you already use this competences approach? Uh, the main competence in the language, it is communication, yes, and uh, communication uh, in a foreign language. It means understanding, it means uh, application of this language, analysis of language uh, from another point of view, just not only through your own language, but through the foreign language. Uh, at the same time, it is also evaluation and the creation of their own product, their own dialect, their own uh, writing piece, or maybe speaking, maybe speech, maybe dialect, etc., etc. So, but methods, there are a lot of methods which we have to teach, and most of them we taught long ago, before introduction of this reform. And when this reform was introduced in our country, the experts who are working in this reform and who were the creators of this reform, they say that the easiest change in teaching will be for the foreign language teachers, because they have already been working a lot with competences uh, beforehand. It's more difficult to other subjects because it's completely different for them in teaching. But for us, we have very few changes. We have reached out to Dita Lapine, a teacher of English, School 2030 Reform Coordinator in the teaching of foreign languages. What stage is this reform at today? Well, actually, it's somewhere um, closer to the still the end of the introduction stage. Because uh, you know that uh, it, well, the reform started uh, step by step, uh, first in preschool, then at the same time in grade uh, four, then grade seven, grade ten, and then every year it like added one grade, one form, and uh, this year we uh, have well the only forms that are still studying according to the old system are forms three, six, and nine, and 12. 
other ones are in the new uh, system already. So probably next year will be the final year. And actually, that's the final year of the project as well. Uh, so that um, well, we complete the immersion into the project. I would say active implementation and support. Currently, actually, we understand that uh, we still need to support teachers. In, in what in what sphere they need to sub, to be supported by you? Okay, it depends on the subject, definitely. But if I speak um, from the point of a foreign language teacher, then probably uh, there have uh, there had been some you know, uh, some changes in uh, examination, and uh, obviously, uh, well, uh, we need to support teachers more in that aspect. Um, uh, how to help the teachers to uh, prepare students for the exams. And then um, how to adapt, adjust the existing teaching materials, because I believe that uh, resources that we currently have, uh, well, or, well, books from Oxford, Cambridge, uh, then they are fit for competence-based approach. And what we have to do is just to find ways how we can use the existing books wisely and and then also probably the teachers just need to talk to someone to feel that they are supported and that is the new task for the upcoming years year to support groups um, more support uh, more details on the changes uh, in the exam system in in evaluation and assessment system etc what has changed in children's attitudes to learning after the introduction of the reform, Ilona? Um, of course, we could expect that there would be a lot of changes in the children's attitude. But as you know, and everyone knows that pandemia stopped or it didn't allow us and our students to work as it was planned before. And um, we even cannot speak now about big changes. Only few steps were done. The students now uh, started to understand that they have to cooperate with each other. Mm -hmm. The students know how to work in the project because project work was introduced not only in the languages, it was introduced in other mm -hmm. subjects, in mathematics, in mathematics, physics, chemistry, biology, and etc. And maybe now the students understood that uh, not only they work with, they do not work only with one subject. They can work at one and the same time with several subjects, having one and the same topic uh, in different subjects. And at, uh, uh, at this point, their attitude changed because they can see the common line, they can see the one unit, not only just mathematics, one topic, English, one topic, history, another topic. Teachers work in close cooperation, and it means that um, students also work in cooperation with subjects and with each other. It's interesting that you can uh, combine language and uh, math, maths, for example. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about CLIL approach? 
content and language integrated learning. Uh, we have English language teachers have started to work with CLIL approach since 2006 in Daugavpils. Uh, and uh, this approach is the thing when, for example, a teacher teach mathematics in English or history in English, social studies in English. For example, I am a CLIL teacher and I have got different models in teaching. I taught as uh, one. I taught mathematics for the third formers, and uh, I worked together with another teacher who is an art teacher, and we together taught art in English. And uh, now I teach the fifth formers uh, social studies in English. So it's one week, it's one hour per week, but I work in cooperation with the social study studies teacher. I ask her what does she do at her lessons, what topic does she have, and when I have this clear lesson once a week, I offer the students the same topic, but in English. Dita, tell us please, how uh, have the syllabuses changed after the implementation of the reform? Basically, we have come from knowledge and skills to more um, competence-based approach to analysis to values, because now we also speak about values, but uh, honesty, for example, uh, responsibility. Um, well, to my mind, um, sometimes we forget about them, and then we think, okay, that's something for class lessons or for the family, but actually in each subject we should also think about uh, the a system of values. It's very important. Um, especially nowadays when we have so many uh, challenges uh, and uh, when the students are growing up with technologies. And, uh, well, that has changed a lot uh, in, in, a, in a syllabus. Also, um, now we are learning English since grade one. But I think that it doesn't matter when you start learning English in grade two, three or grade one. It's actually... Uh, in, well, because our children are exposed to English on a daily basis because of the gadgets um, they use and, and, and the environment like uh, TV and they watch it, etc. We have uh, access to uh, also well, programs in English and, uh, and that's why our students uh, probably ha have, uh, well, I'll say, good level of English uh, and uh, because of that. But what is important in actually in syllabus is that not actually what you actually, the facts and figures you learn, it is the approach that you actually think about your learning. Uh, you actually have aims, objectives, and then you have reflection stage and and th this is something that we sh well that that has been introduced more uh, currently of all these these important stages not just facts and figures and uh, for example we use present simple to, uh, for this and that but the students should see the practical use of it not just the rules and uh, of usage and some examples and and uh, probably that that is something that new, uh, where new syllabus is trying to go. Analysis, values, 
and practical uh, use of uh, something that you learn, plus uh, cross-curricular links, subjects, that, uh, so that the students see subjects uh, well as a whole. What are the difficulties due to the reform from the teacher's point of view? Well, we, I have identified myself um, probably uh, three major areas of difficulty. First is preparation. Because now you can't imagine yourself coming in the class and thinking, okay, page 57, exercises from one to five. Obviously, you have to think about uh, raising the interest, okay, what they already know, what they are supposed to know, what they would like to know. And um, then I need to raise their interest and then and then I need to sustain it somehow. I need to, uh, and then, and then um, when I prepare, I understand that I have to prepare for, not, not just like if I have te- three tenths grades, I have to prepare for each separately, not like uh, previously for three together, because each of uh, them are, uh, well, is different. They have different needs. And because we also have this individualized approach where we actually take into account what our students need. We just can't take the material that we have and think that, oh, they have to catch up. We have to understand that too. And then uh, the second uh, area probably is connection to real life. Of course, we, we think that, okay, foreign language, that's not that difficult. But if we speak about grammar aspects, then it's pretty difficult to find. <laughs> well, uh, and then, of course, uh, the biggest challenge for me, though, is giving feedback. Because it's not enough with give a plus or minus or write good, uh, great thumbs up okay so now uh, now the feedback should be meaningful and show the areas where to improve and if if you have uh, a lot of students <laughs> then um, then if you want to give proper feedback then it's quite challenging and i forgot one more cross curricular links well it's very difficult at the current stage to um, find teachers from other subjects who would like to have something in common <laughs> with uh, with us still because we are still trying to break into each other's um, areas if if they learn something in biology i can use it as a means to get this real life aspect in english and i should know what they are learning in biology etc and that is also challenging because you know you have to know everything uh, how it happens with cross-curricular links? Uh, if there is a special meetings uh, with teachers at school that due to this reform, or how it happens? There are different approaches, but our school has um, has planning. For example, uh, well, we understand that we can't um, well make a change in one day. So uh, this year we had a challenge. We had to find a teacher. Uh, we would like on the subject we would like to cooperate with in the first semester and in the second semester and then uh, we had to plan something together and then write a reflection on it and uh, i understand that i have spoken to other teachers and they say they also have something similar in their their schools they have the table where they try to plan their cooperation uh, so it's mandatory so it's not like okay, let's. Uh, well, it, uh, it's easier not to, but you have to uh, try. You have to sp- 
uh, will go up, go up to them and speak and ask what are you doing, etc. And it's actually uh, challenging, but I believe that uh, if we really plan everything together, then um, well, students students would benefit uh, definitely even more. Ilona. Regarding your huge uh, experience, what competences are, in your opinion, the most important for a student? Of course, one of the main contests, I can't say that it is the main, but at the same time, they are all main. But critical thinking and problem solving uh, is at the top of them, because uh, when they think, they have to think creatively, they have to think not only creatively, but they also have to uh, reflect through thinking, to create through thinking, and uh, to criticize through thinking to come to a conclusion. Another one competence is, of course, creativity and entrepreneurship. They have to study to be entrepreneurs from the very early ages. Another one is cooperation. They have to know how to cooperate uh, with each other uh, to achieve the goals. Then another one is civil, maybe engagement, maybe engagement. So they have to be uh, active in the society. And uh, then, of course, digital competence. It's completely different from, for example, from studying uh, which was 10 years ago, yes, uh, when we do not use uh, different technologies at the lesson. Nowadays, we can't survive without technologies at the lesson. Well, to my mind, um, I would say all, because, because they are interconnected. And, uh, for example, if we speak about digital skills, then uh, we don't only think about uh, pressing the right button or formatting the document. We also think about being critical of what we read, how we approach information, what we write ourselves. And this is this goes hand in hand with critical thinking and and uh, probably also creativity and uh, cooperation, etc. And then obviously we understand that uh, there is no such thing. Okay. This is the focus, and and then because they are interconnected. However, personally, I I'm the person um, who likes to think about society too, and um, uh, well, I understand that uh, previously we had like this collective responsibility that uh, we feel responsible towards uh, the society, and then it shifted to that individualism probably that is still prevalent in USA. Um, where people, uh, well, where people are individuals, and uh, they are sort of not that much interested in what's going on, but that's dangerous because, um, in the light of climate change and uh, other aspects, that is like necessity to think about others, and that's why I believe that we should also we should promote active citizenship, which is sometimes neglected. Um, because you know, okay, uh, well, that's some. That's probably for some subjects only, 
But I believe that it's very important and we have to get back to that collective responsibility that I am, my actions impact uh, the actions of other people. And I can change the world, actually, myself. And uh, that is something that I, I truly believe. And I know that it sounds far-fetched now. But, but I, um, and I, try, I try to do it in my English lessons, too, because I have rethought my projects that I give students. Could you give an example of such project where you activize citizenship? Well, it also happened during pandemic when when everything changed probably in my head. And um, okay, as simple as it is, um, we we usually give students, uh, for example, uh, make a presentation about the person I admire, etc. Okay, or about food, for sports, etc. I thought that it's actually a waste of time. <laughs> And uh, I came across um, um, an idea that actually students, um, first they uh, have the session uh, where they try to think uh, what uh, would they like to change, what they are actually interested in. I don't restrict them. They can go, um, uh, well, in the national level or local, very local level or, or even global level. And then I collect their ideas because that's their homework to uh, send in those ideas. And then uh, when I have all of them, I try to pair them up, sim finding similar ideas. And that is something that I also say, okay, let's now introduce with each other better. Because you see, that person also is concerned with the same um, well issue that you are. Maybe you have something in common. And now they are working in pairs. And then their task is to create an online petition. There is such a site, change.org. And uh, then these pairs uh, try to formulate that final idea they both agree with, since they have the same topic, that it's easier. And then, and then they create a petition. And then uh, the thing is, they have uh, it is if we go uh, into the language these are writing skills reading skills organization uh, then uh, well vocabulary grammar everything is involved there actually then from the language point of view and now they have to create something real something that uh, they should work with and i already always say that okay you should first think of your aim first is to raise awareness or to change something and then when you choose the topic for your petition you should really know what's the aim and then uh, they have to monitor their petition for approximately two weeks and then they also have the task uh, either to promote it or uh, or think how to attract more supporters and then they have to conclude something and you know th this is actually more important that come feedback on conclusion stage than actually making the petition because uh, well as I have discovered 90 petitions 90% uh, of petitions don't work and now they have to figure out why what would they do differently? Does it work for them? What works for them? And then this is active citizenship. They fight for something and then they see that it is difficult. And uh, people uh, don't support them. Uh, why do I have 24 signatures? And that petition has like 
10,000, for example. And, and then they have to analyze something. And then I say, when you do it next time, you know better. And, and that's why uh, I, well, this is actually well, some starting point for active citizenship later in life. So this is not something huge that they do right now because right now they are still students. But they try out this approach. They actually see what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very interesting. Okay, my last question will be connected with our research that uh, Holistic Think Tank is doing around the world now. It's what school school teach and what it should uh, teach. We are asking this question to all specialists in all the world in order to create interdisciplinary subject that we would like to introduce after uh, in several countries. So what do you think school should teach in your from your point of view? Oh, actually, uh, when I, well, I have a master's degree too, and you know what was the first thing my professor said? We don't teach, students learn. <laughs> and and uh, we just guide them into uh, something. And actually, schools should guide students so that they are not lost in this modern world with all their, all the temptations, um, gadgets, uh, Seclusive lifestyle when you are completely alone, you are not interested into uh, communicating, etc. So the school should actually push students into the direction of uh, communication, cooperation, also um, at the same time developing critical thinking, thinking skills, analysis, and those values. Because I believe that it's not that important, actually, how many formulas have you learned? Because you can look it up on the internet. You just, you have to know how to use it. You have to think, you have to think about your thinking. And that is something that I would like uh, schools to concentrate. And uh, because I also tell my students, what was the point of my bachelor's and master's degrees? <laughs> I said, they actually promote thinking. And uh, of course, I'm not speaking about doctors because and engineers, because then, then we have something real. But if you speak about social sciences, humanitarian sciences, then uh, the degrees actually and the education should promote thinking and um, develop our personalities. Um, and and I, I believe that is the most important thing because now knowledge is not the most important thing anymore. Uh, although I know that now will teachers will disagree because they have to know something. Yes, they have. But I also can look it up. I have to know how to do it. I have to be critical. Uh, I have to have uh, critical thinking about that. And, and if I have it, then, um, uh, well, I have resources to find something out. And uh, that's why from knowledge and skills, we shift to competencies. Ilona, what do you think school should teach? It's very simple. School should teach to life. Students should be prepared to life in all its aspects. Uh, they should know how to behave themselves, where to find the information, how to communicate with people, how to cooperate with people, how to create something in their life. So all the skills which uh, is at the basis of our reform, they prepare every student to like. It's my opinion. 
Your opinion is uh, similar to all other teachers from all the world. Life orientation is the most important uh, issue that everybody underlines. Uh. And what I can say that as the reform started in 2020 in schools, the final result we will see only in 2032. So when uh, the first formers will finish the secondary school, when they go through the whole process, because the ones, for example, the ones who started two years ago, they are now in Form 11, and uh, the next year it will be Form 12 when they finish the school. But it's not the full, the complete result, because they are in reform only during three years. But the ones who were in, who are, who were two years in the first form, they will be the real product of this reform.